Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. You know, the study of prophecy over the years for me has proven the authenticity of the entire Word of God, that it was inspired, that indeed it is trustworthy, and of course, it is worth our study. Well, we're excited now about this unique opportunity to be able to present to you some studies in God's prophetic Word. Might I suggest the book of Revelation? It is the mosaic of Bible prophecy. It's like the picture on the puzzle box. You go to the store, buy a box full of puzzle parts. You come back home, lay them out on the table, and then you turn the cover of the box over to see the picture that all of these parts, when they're put together, will look like. That's how you determine how you're going to put those puzzle parts together. That's exactly what the book of Revelation is. It takes all of the prophetic books in God's Word, they're all the pieces to the puzzle, and it gives you the overall big picture. Might I suggest you begin your prophecy study with the book of Revelation. From my CD series, A Walk Through the Book of Revelation, I would like for you to listen now to a portion of the introduction to our study of the book of Revelation. Verse 15, and his feet like unto fine brass as if they'd been burned in the furnace. That's talking about his judgment. He is a loving God, but that's not all he is. He is a judge. John chapter 5, verse 25, God said, I give all judgment to you, Jesus Christ. You know, we sing the song, the king is coming. Remember that song a couple of years back? Here comes the judge. Maybe that's the song we ought to be singing. His judgment, his feet as if they'd been burned in a furnace. That's depicting judgment. Last part of verse 15, and his voice is the sound of many waters. One day that voice spoke the worlds into existence. One day it'll shout and we'll be caught up. His voice so powerful as he shouts, we'll be caught up to be with him. That voice will all say, say, well done, the good and faithful servant. Or it may say, sorry, I never knew you. Depart from me into everlasting hell and damnation. His voice is the sound of many waters. Verse 16, hand in his right hand seven stars. Those are the angels of the seven churches. Not pastors. They are angels. The word in Greek is angelos. They are angels. 1 Corinthians 11 says there are angels at every church meeting. Always there. And then it says his, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Hebrews says the word of God is sharp like a two-edged sword. He speaks and it cuts asunder. Verse 17, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. John, when he saw him, he fell at his feet as dead. Jesus said, Fear not. Verse 18, Here is the cornerstone for our faith. This is the most crucial verse in all of God's word. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. You see, he was crucified to take away our sin. But he resurrected to prove he was the one qualified to take away our sin. I want you to know this. Not too long ago, I went into the spot, the cave where they buried Jesus Christ. I looked all around that cave. I crawled in there on my hands and knees. I couldn't find any clothes. I found no bones, no sign of bones. The cave was absolutely empty. 
He is not there any longer. He has resurrected and he's gone back to the heavenlies. By the way, I know he's alive. I talked to him this morning. He's doing very good, so don't worry about anything. He is alive. He resurrected. He is alive. By the way, you know what? His resurrection also, not only does it qualify him to be the one who can take away our sin, but it qualifies him to be the one who can tell us what the future holds. Look at the next verse, verse 19. Then he says, this resurrected, Jesus Christ says, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. By the way, that divides the book up into three parts. The things which thou hast seen, that's chapter 1 of Revelation. The things which are, that's chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation. The, ch- the things that shall be hereafter, that's chapters 4 through 22 of the book of Revelation. So there's a three-part prophecy. The things thou hast seen, the things that are, the things which thou shalt see, which shall be hereafter. In chapter 2 and 3, we see a letter to the seven churches. May I walk through the book of Revelation for you? I have two mic stands and a pulpit here. This mic stand, if you've ever seen me teach at all, this mic stand, you know, is the rapture of the church. What is this called? I can't hear you. After that, there's seven years. How many years? And then Jesus Christ gives a white horse, and we all come back. That's called the Revelation. What's this called? And I, what is this called? Thank you. And then there's a thousand years. And then this one's the great white throne judgment. Say that. The great white throne judgment. Act like a bunch of ranchers down there. Now, this is the book of Revelation. I'm going to do it every morning so you'll get it. Here's the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is Jesus Christ in three areas. First of all, his person, his power, and his program. In chapter 1 of the book of Revelation, we see Jesus Christ in his person and in his power. In chapters 2 and 3, Jesus Christ writes a letter to seven churches. Seven churches were alive when John wrote the book in 95 AD. Seven churches have been alive throughout church history. Seven churches are alive today. In chapter 4, now I start moving through the mic stands. In chapter 4, Jesus Christ shouts the archangel, shouts over God's we're coming to be them in the air, and that's called the I can't hear you. And chapter great fire of angels seen where there's a lamb. Chapter 5, verse 12 to be exact. Chapter 6, the beginning of three sets of seven judgments. There are seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and seven vials. See, that's a vial. Seven vial judgments. In the first three and a half, see, three and a half. In the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, these seven seal judgments take place. Also, in the first three and a half years, there'll be two witnesses that are preached and 144,000. You see that? 144,000 Jews will be born again. That's 12,000. Only got 10 fingers, 11, 12. 12,000 of the twelve tribes of Israel. At the end of three and a half years, these two witnesses will be killed. They'll lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days, which time they miraculously raised from the dead. Also, at the end of three and a half years, there's going to be a fight in the heavenlies. You've got to imagine now. Between the angel Michael and Satan. At that time, Satan is cast out of the heavenlies. Never did the heavenlies again. Start to fight the nation of Israel. In the last three and a half years of the tribulation period, these seven trumpet judgments take place. The seven vile judgments take place. Coming in with the kings, coming out of the east, join the Antichrist to fight the battle of Armageddon. That time we get on our white horse, he gets on the white horse, we all come back. That's called the what? I can't hear you. Then Satan is bound for... 1,000 years. We rule and reign for 1,000 years. After 1,000 years, Satan is loose, captured again by God. Then the great white throne judgment takes place. Which time Jesus Christ will be the judge. He'll sentence all those who rejected him a lake of fire, which is the second death. Then eternity, future, new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. And that's the book of Revelation in about three and a half minutes. <laughs> now I'll go through it again. Because what I've just done is chronologically unfold the book. And if you'll just kind of get a little handle on this you'll be able to see how he's unfolding. Go to chapter 4. Chapter 4. 
of the book of Revelation. Chapters 2 and 3, that's a study in its own. Boy, you want to be blessed. You want your gizzard blessed so bad you can't stand it? Read chapters 2 and 3. It is power-packed with information. I just don't have time to deal with it in a five-hour or five 45-minute sessions. But chapter 4, we see the depiction of the rapture of the church. Verse 1, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show these things which must be hereafter. That is a depiction of the rapture of the church. It is not, of course, the rapture of the church. John is taken to the heavenlies, I think literally taken to the heavenlies, but it just depicts as Enoch when he was walking on earth and then walked with God, as Elijah when he went over to the eastern shore of the Jordan River and all of a sudden he was caught up to be with God. It depicts the rapture of the church, and that's what we see here. And so as we go through, you see in chapter 1, we see the Christ lifted up, Jesus Christ. In chapters 2 and C, we see the church and the church age in those two chapters. Now we come to chapter 4, and we see the rapture, and after that, the ceremony. The ceremony? Yes, the ceremony. What ceremony? Well, it's the ceremony of the marriage of the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, to Jesus Christ, the groom. Do you know that a Jewish marriage has three parts to it? An engagement, a ceremony, and a festive event afterwards are a marriage supper of the Lamb. You want to know something? You know how long that marriage supper of the Lamb lasts? Seven days. Seven days. Or seven years. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I shall come again and receive you unto myself. That is Wedding language. He's gone back to the father's house. The Middle Eastern custom, after a boy and a girl, a young lady and a young man have been engaged, the young man, the groom-to-be, says to his bride-to-be, I'm going back to my father's house. I'm going to add on to my father's house, imagine for us. I don't know when I'll be back. You prepare yourself. Get your wedding gown ready. You've been listening to an introductory session of the book of Revelation. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If you would like to have a five-hour audio series on CD of my walk through the book of Revelation, you can call our toll-free number. They'll tell you how you can purchase this study. Our toll-free number is 8-PROPHECY-8. Now, that's the easy way to remember it, 8-PROPHECY-8, or that's translated into 877-674-674. 3298. Call or go to our website, by the way, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to our shopping mall and you'll be able to purchase this cassette series on a walk through the book of Revelation. I can guarantee you as you study Revelation, you'll realize that we're living in this book, that the rapture of the church is quickly coming to pass. 
that the shout could happen at any moment and we would be caught out of this world to go to be with him forevermore. By the way, that could happen at any moment. I think I've said that. And if that be the case, I have nothing else left to say except let's keep looking up until...